Welcome back to the Senior Living Marketing Success Podcast, where we help you get more tours and more movements. In this episode, I talk with Allison Vanderford. She's the Corporate Director of Sales at Integrated Senior Lifestyles. A few years ago, Allison was working at a community as its marketing coordinator, and then she made the jump to the regional position. And now for the last three years, she's been working in the corporate office. So I asked Allison, do you think it would be a good idea to just kind of talk about how do you go from being at the community level to a regional and then how do you go from being a regional to corporate? And she said yes. And in this episode, she offers some fantastic advice for anyone who is looking to make the next jump in their career. Take a listen to this conversation with Allison Vanderford. Welcome to the Senior Living Marketing Success Podcast. I'm thrilled to have on Allison Vanderford with us. Um, Allison is the Corporate Director of Sales at Integrated Senior Lifestyles, and Allison has graciously agreed to be on a podcast with us. And specifically later on in the podcast, we're going to talk about if you are in a regional you know, uh, role, how do you make that next step in your career? I mean, I know so many of you are ambitious and you want to take that next step. So Allison has taken that next step, but she's going to give us some tips and advice on maybe some things that you can do. Allison, thank you so much for joining this podcast. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So let's learn first about, before we get into, you know, the, the regional moving to corporate discussion, let's learn a little bit more just about you and about um, integrated senior lifestyles. So just tell me a little bit about your company's um, why. You know, why Why does every team member in integrated lifestyles, why do they show up to work every day? What's, what's at, you know, the core of your company's why? Sure, absolutely. So I would say our why is, you know, is, is helping people, right? And that's such a, a broad statement, but we truly, you know, we, we're a company full of servants' hearts. Um, and so, we really try to rise above in terms of our hospitality, you know, not only having, you know, beautiful communities, but it's the heartbeat within them. And that's our, our people that, that are working with us and for us. Um, that is, that is that heartbeat that embodies kind of our culture. Um, of course, you know, we have uh, so much to be proud of in terms of the different offerings that we have at the community is the physical build. Um, but again, it's, it's the people that truly sets us apart. And is there anything about your position um, being in sales? And I know we, we talked beforehand about how, you know, there's, you all definitely see a difference in, in sales and marketing, which I think is great. And, and not enough people actually do see that difference, that there is a difference in sales and marketing. But is there something about sales that you specifically feel really passionate about that you really enjoy? That's a funny question. To be honest, um, if you would have asked, you know, uh, Allison as a child um, that, you know, if I wanted to be in sales, the answer would have been an absolute hard no. Um, so I, I think for me, you know, it's um, what I'm passionate about is that I don't feel like I'm in sales. Um, I've found something, you know, in a career and as a passion in life that is more educational based and really, you know, more of advocacy, if you will. Um, so that to me is my greatest passion is being able to be in a position that we can impact change, not only in individuals' lives, but also on the financial side um, in really a way that doesn't feel salesy, that feels good. Um, and I think being able to identify and differentiate the two of what feels like sales and what feels like I'm truly making an impact and helping people um, is, is the key to success and making sure that you don't have that 
quota breath, I guess, if you will, um, because that's yeah. when things start feeling muddy and stressful. Yeah, that's, that's a great answer. I think so often we can spend so much time looking at Excel sheets and looking at graphs and data and all of that has its place, of course. But that at the end yeah. of the day, I think, especially in this industry, we have to realize that the decision that these people make to either move into a community or for an adult child to make that decision for 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 their parent, that's extremely difficult. Uh, and and you've got to just you've got to you know address them with just a lot of tender, loving care. Absolutely, empathy, empathy. It yes. takes a lot of empathy and trust. I remember, you know, ten plus years ago when I when I got into this industry, I was always just bewildered by the fact that these, you know, these individuals who had so much wisdom and, and time um, in their lives, you know, compared to what I had, and I was like, wow, they, you know, they're putting their trust and faith in, in me that I'm steering them in the right direction. And I took that very personally uh, to make sure that, you know, what I wasn't overselling what we were delivering, um, which made a big impact on my relationship with the operations team. Um, but, you know, working in an environment where, it's, you know, you're selling to somebody or, or, you know, educating them about what we have to offer, but you, you work in their home. So it's really a, it's a, it's a great opportunity, but make sure that you're doing it in the right fashion. That's the right fit for them because you have to smile and wave at them every day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about, um, and your, your answer to this question may be COVID-19. And if that's the case, that, that it, that's definitely, uh, a, a great answer. The, the question is really, you know, what is the biggest obstacle that integrated senior living, uh, integrated senior lifestyles has faced over the, the past year, couple of years? And maybe it's COVID and maybe it's something that COVID has caused. Uh, what, what would you say to that? It's a great question. I'm going to take a leap of faith to not say COVID um, <laughs> <laughs> because that's the obvious answer, right? right. So, I mean, COVID the, the difficulties that's faced. I mean, literally in no other time in, in the history that, I, that I've that i lived in have people had to completely just, you know, relearn, try new things, get creative, get vulnerable, right? But um, of course, you know, the other obvious answers are labor shortages, all of those fun things. I would say, you know, one, one thing I'm very proud of, um, despite those challenges with, you know, the above mentioned is really, um, you know, for me, I think the biggest challenge is being on the same page in terms of, from a sales standpoint, what it, what does success look like? You know, am I what I'm measuring success on? Do my sales teams at the communities are they looking at success in the same way? And what I've mm. found after you know I've I've learned a lot of hard truths, and assuming is is one of them. Never assume. Um, yeah. And so that's one thing that I've really taken on is you know, hey, what what I'm looking at in success. Um, and what they're looking at in success aren't often the same thing. Uh, so that's something that I've kind of championed also in in more of this corporate role to be um, someone who's who's speaking that, making sure that people understand that we're on the same page, but also providing education and opportunities, resources for them to to kind of see what I'm looking at and us working together on that. So it's not um, there, there's no breakdown through those those channels. Can you think? of an example, and, and sorry to put you on the spot, but can you think of an example of, you know, um, maybe a stereotypical, like, you know, uh, community marketing director that they think is a sign of success, but then over the years you've, and now in your 
position, you realize that's maybe not the kind of success that we need to be, you know, really focusing on. We need to be focusing on something else. Is there one in particular that comes to mind that maybe many think is what they should be focusing on, but maybe it's not really? Absolutely. Uh, I have a, a very recent example. Awesome. Um, I was on a call with a team and asked them um, if, you know, multiple choice, um, what, what would they define as success? Would it be uh, occupancy, revenue, or uh, net operating income? Can you still see me? I can. Yep, you're there. Okay. Okay. Sorry. My computer just went black. So in, in my uh, multiple choice question to them, the answer was a resounding occupancy. You know, occupancy to us is how we define success at the community level. Um, and so from that, you know, this community in particular was sitting at about 95, 96%. So occupancy, of course, is a, a fantastic reflection of success. But for me, um, revenue is, is king. And so I've I've taken that and started, you know, doing that same multiple choice question with with other communities. And even as a former, you know, salesperson myself, I would have I would have said occupancy hands down. Um, you know, this particular community's goal was to hit 100 percent. And so I took it a step further just to provide some education of looking at, you know, some brief financials of, hey, just because we're sitting at a very high occupancy mark doesn't mean that we're hitting our revenue targets. And, you know, mm -hmm. providing that education has really empowered that team to say, hey, you know what, I'm going to, you know, really work on this line item or this line item that I have control over because now I feel more invested in the bigger picture versus just leasing an apartment. So it's, it's been it's been eye opening um, because I think in every community and every company, you might define success differently. Um, and so making sure that there's a shared shared voice in terms of what we define as success and that that trickles down and that we're providing the education as to why. Yeah, I think that that's such a great answer um, because you're, you're acknowledging that, you know, occupancy is still obviously critically important, but, and, and maybe this is where it would be a good time to kind of transition into how do I go from, you know, being just a local uh, community marketing director, how can I take that next step in my career? And so maybe, Maybe one of the things that if you're in that position, it sounds like Allison is saying, you know, start to think, you know, maybe bigger picture. Yes, occupancy is important, but think, okay, what is what does occupancy really reflect on on the bottom line? Um, so, what would you say are some major differences between, you know, a, a regional role, a director role, and, and even if you have anything, you know, just the local marketing director role? What are some major differences in all of those roles? Oh, goodness. There's, there's certainly differences, but there's also a lot of similarities. So, um, you know, in, in my experience, I started with Integrated over five years ago as a regional uh, sales and marketing director. Uh, we made the shift a few years back um, of really separating sales and marketing, which was the right decision for our company. Um, you know, it, it may not work for everybody, but we really pulled as much as possible um, in-house from our marketing efforts. And so what I found, uh, at least when I was a regional kind of trying to do sales and marketing was that I oftentimes felt like Gumby, you know, just being stretched like at both ends constantly between the communities, you know, what they needed, then being a liaison to marketing, informing them what's needed, and kind of always being that in between of, you know, here's a flyer, here's the first draft, here's, you know, 10 edits, and that recycled nature of, um, you know, trying to just be 
uh, jack of all trades, master of none. So, um, so from that aspect, I've shifted to corporate director of sales, where I'm mainly focused on just sales, growing revenue, um, coaching, training our teams. Um, so, I would say, you know, I had a wonderful boss who told me early on that if I'm not speaking, or we as a collective whole as a company are not speaking in terms of data, that we're doing it all wrong. Um, and so that's been a, a big shift for me. I think that, you know, there's there for me, I, I'm, I'm a numbers nerd, um, very analytical. And so I find that, you know, numbers tell a story and whether that's, you know, KPIs or how a particular sales team is doing or, or areas of opportunity, speaking to it in terms of, you know, individual talents, individual areas of, you know, where they exceed, maybe they're exceeding every month with their, their calls and their sales, but there's, you know, a couple other areas that are, they're not, you know, they're subpar, right? And making sure that they see why those areas are just as important, if not more, and kind of helping people step outside of their comfort zone to, to try new things. Um, from the regional role, you know, I, again, a lot of similarities, but, but a lot of, um, you know, just, again, just a diversification of, you know, I'm sales and marketing from day to day. Um, going in, trying to impact change, focus on the priorities, focus on the communities that are on fire. I would say from the corporate standpoint, um, not only just speaking in terms of data language, but also bigger picture. So not only the ability to look at, you know, what are my priorities today? What's on fire? But, you know, six months, six years down the road, where do, you know, where does this particular community or subset of communities need to be? What is the bigger picture in that market look like? Where are we growing as a company? Um, what does that look like in terms of my, you know, my organizational structure of my teams? And so from that, you know, I look at, you know, our community directors, our sales teams, you know, for those community level employees that want to want to grow. Um, my my biggest advice is don't ever assume that we 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 think that you want to grow. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I have uh, my, you know, something that I'm most passionate and um, proud of is looking within our teams to, to grow from within. And sometimes that may not be a regional position. We're a pretty small company, so uh, we're pretty lean in terms of the, the corporate side. But if I can't, if I, if I know that you want to grow, um, you want those opportunities, I can test the waters tomorrow by having you help me um, maybe train a new employee or help another community that's struggling or um, maybe there's an area that, you know, you're a rock star at. I'm going to have you kind of coach and mentor some other people just to provide um, that opportunity to have a voice within the company. Um, so one, don't ever assume that, that we know. I mean, share what your your professional goals are. I always ask. But if, if you're not being asked, make sure you vocalize that. Um, it's the same thing with relocation. You know, are you willing to relocate? Are you willing to, are you more passionate about independent living versus memory care? Would you be interested in trying a lease up one day? Um, what are the areas that really, you know, ignite that passion within? Um, communicating that and kind of coming up with a business development plan with yourself, your regional, your your corporate office, but making sure too that your your goals are realistic. You know, why do you want that? You know, why do you want that? Is it, you know, I think oftentimes myself included, um, I used to see my regionals were like, wow, how glamorous. You know, they 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 roll in and. They spend, you know, a day or two with me. They provide some some great nuggets, and then off they go to the next community. Um, definitely not as glamorous as it sounds, you know, spending your life in a in an airport or in a rental car. Um, so really figuring out that why, um, mm. and, and the balance of which, 
you know, I think for, for so many of us, we get into this because we want to work with seniors. We want to make a difference. Um, and I would be lying if I, if I didn't say that that changes a bit from working on a, a regional or a corporate scale. Um, it's still certainly impactful, but in different ways. And so, you know, communicate, but really dive deeper into, you know, what do you want? How do you want to get there? And, and what is your why to, to you know, climbing and, and getting to that next step? So if someone's listening to this thinking, yes, I want to be like Allison. I want to take, you know, that next step in my career. To me, it sounds like you're saying there's like a few categories of things. Like you need to develop some coaching skills. Um, you need to be really comfortable with, with data and not necessarily, you know, turn into this just like crazy, um, Excel nerd, but more of just like an appreciation for how important, um, you know, financial numbers are to the, to the company's bottom line. Um, so coaching and data, and there was a third thing and I can't remember it anymore, but you touched on it. Um, oh, well, but I would say though, those are probably (laughs) at least two things. Uh, would you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and coaching too, um, you know, I think there's, there's a lot of ego sometimes that comes into to sales, right? We're very competitive people. Um, you know, your way of success, you might be, you know, very successful, but your way is not going to be everybody's way. And so being able to be uh, adaptable to learning other people's styles for learning and coaching, receiving feedback, feedback giving feedback, um, you know, being able to be really a chameleon in that regard uh, of, of coaching, you know, what is the, the process that your company wants you to follow, but being able to do it in a way that people feel like it's their own process. Um, and then, yeah, absolutely looking at data. Um, and, and as you're looking to grow, you know, what is your, what's your it factor? You know, what is your value that you're going to provide that, you know, X, Y, or Z isn't, isn't going to provide. I think for a lot of, you know, operators, certainly myself included, you know, finding somebody that I can grow from within that understands our communities, understands our, our it factor as a company um, is, is my top preference. You know, I love to see people advance and grow, but again, I'm, I'm not all knowing if I, if I don't know that you want to advance, but I want to make sure that yeah. you're, you're looking at it realistically and, and, um, and that we, you know, that, that we've talked through it in terms of what that plan and timeline looks like. So the last thing I know we want to touch on is the, the difference between sales and marketing um, it within within senior living. And I know, Allison, you, you had mentioned this this to me, and I didn't have this in our list of questions, but before we get it, we got started, you wanted to you wanted to touch on this. And I, I totally agree. I think it's so important that we all understand there is a difference between sales and there's a difference between marketing, and there are different things that fall under each category. So tell us why yep. why it's important at least to understand the distinction. And is there anything that you do to kind of separate those in your mind or separate those in your job or maybe what integrated senior lifestyles does to kind of separate that just what would your general pieces of, of advice or, or thoughts be on that sure i mean i think to to make it to dumb it down as as much as and easily as possible you know marketing is the engine right they're the ones that that bring us the leads in a myriad of different ways sales my job my team's job is to close them um, so, you know, from separating that information comes a lot of overlap because, you know, between our corporate director of marketing and, and myself, 
he has to be able to speak just as, you know, just as well to the most part on sales, how we sell, why we sell, you know, what are some of our, our secret sauce weapons, right? But I have to be able to do the same on the marketing standpoint, um, because it's really that marriage of the two. So I don't pretend to know, you know, all the SEM, SEO, blah, blah, that they do. But, <laughs> you know, we, we work together a lot in terms of, hey, you know what, we've seen a dip in traffic, or we've seen this particular inquiry source. Uh, fall off or skyrocket and so being able to not just you know uh, abandon it all together but work together and have the trust and relationship that hey let's brainstorm this you know we've got a a problem or an opportunity let's work on it together you're going to tackle it from a marketing standpoint I'm going to tackle it from a sales standpoint and we're going to bring together a solution to the community so they can help uh, bring it to fruition. Is there anything else that we haven't covered that you, you really want to talk about or a question that I should have asked anything that you can think of? You know, I, I don't think so. I mean, I think it's such a great topic because I love, um, you know, I love again talking to people about, you know, growing and learning. I think the biggest piece of advice that I can give is, you know, don't be, um, don't be passive with it. You know, if you want to grow and you want to expand yourself in your career, it's ultimately up to you, right? It's up to you to not only communicate if you want to stay within your company, right? If you want to grow with, you know, within, make sure you're networking with, with industry peers, make sure you're educating yourself on the side about um, things outside of the industry that might be impactful to you or to the industry as, as you, as you do grow. Um, And so I think taking some of that accountability um, and responsibility to not, you know, not wait, you know, start working on yourself today um, and be able to look for opportunities to grow that may not be that regional title today or tomorrow. But, you know, for somebody to come to me and say, hey, I really want to grow and I've been doing X, Y, and Z to, to learn and educate myself about these other areas that don't, you know, don't fall under my day-to-day job description. That really separates somebody from the pact of um, I want to be a regional because I want to make more money and I want to travel. You know, I want to see somebody who has um, that, uh, that creativity and that, that hunger, um, that drive to, to be better and are making active measures to do so. If someone listening to this podcast wants to know more about integrated senior lifestyles, or they're thinking like, I want to work on Allison's team, where, where could they go to do that? Would you direct them to a website? What's, what's that website? Yep. So we, um, I would certainly recommend you reach out to me on LinkedIn under Allison Vanderford. Um, you can find me there. You can also find our company website, uh, IREG, um, integrated real estate group.com. Um, we've got several different product lines there that have uh, job postings, but would love to, to hear from people directly if they have questions or um, any, you know, any feedback or advice for myself as well, because I'm, I'm constantly learning and evolving as well. So would love to hear directly from individuals. And if we don't have an opportunity, you know, would, would be happy to to work within my network as well to help anybody out. Allison, thank you so much for hopping onto this podcast with us. We really appreciate your time. Absolutely. I appreciate yours as well. Thank you. I really hope you enjoyed this conversation with Allison. Allison is an absolute expert at what she does. When I went and looked at her LinkedIn profile, it became pretty obvious why she has been able to make a few jumps in her career. And on her LinkedIn profile, it says she's met or exceeded all of her goals. She's assisted in you know, uh, an expansion that was worth millions of dollars. She was able to get 
100% occupied within six months of a new building that it opened. So that just goes to show you that Allison knows exactly what she's talking about. Allison does a great job at knowing how to go from you know, your traffic to tour to lead to move in. She knows the whole funnel. If that's something that you struggle with, if you're listening to this thinking, I really need some help with that, we're here to help you. Go to seniorlivingpros.com, click on the link at the top that says download our senior living sales guide. It's going to show you some fantastic steps, some great pieces of advice that you can use to implement right away. If you read through that and you think this is still a lot, I'm not going to be able to do all of this, just reach out to us. Send us a message through our chat widget or contact us and book a call with us. We'd love to help you. At the end of the day, we want you to have more tours and more move-ins so that you can reach 100% occupancy.